Welcome to the Chris Akajcast. My name is Hector. My name is Christian. My name is Samaj. And my name is Pablo. And this podcast, we talk about all things music, from news to opinions and hot takes. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to be delving into underground hip-hop and the underground scene. So, in preparation for today's podcast, we listened to two underground albums that have come out in the past couple of weeks um, that are also pretty popular, uh, but still underground. Uh, Run the Jewels 4 and Flatpush Zombies new EP. So, first, we'll get into Run the Jewels 4. Pablo, take it away. All right. So, um, Run the Jewels 4, I thought it was a great album. Uh, the production is insane, really good, and it's fitting of their style. Uh, Killer Mike and LP kill it with bars and their cadences and their powerful but relevant lyrics. Like, they just went insane. Uh, it's super, like, theatrical and, uh, grand. I also like how the themes are carried through the songs with ease and everything transitions beautifully um and as and when there's like fluidity in songs i feel like it just adds more to the album you know like when songs just kind of like go into each other it's just something about it it's just so good uh the features are amazing legendary artists are on the album like mavis staple zach de la rocha and pharrell williams really strong features really big names uh and i'm not even surprised super supportive of the rapping and it just makes the rapping that much stronger um the ending tracks and the beginning tracks are really strong the ending track has this beautiful sax solo that made me go insane because i absolutely love sax solos and the saxophone in general, uh, it felt like I was literally watching a final scene of a movie at the end. Like, it was crazy. Um, but my favorite tracks are Oh La La, uh, featuring Greg Nice and GJ Premier, Out of Sight, featuring 2 Chains, Holy Kalamafuck, Just, featuring Pharrell Williams and Zach De La Rocha, and a few words for the firing squad, Radiation. Uh, and my least fave was The Ground Below. It's not that I thought it was a bad song. It was just okay. Uh, but overall, I rate Run the Jewels 4 an 8 out of 10. And a word that I would uh, use for the album would be relevant. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is another uh, album and like group that I've never really uh, heard of. Kind of like with last week's um, Alfredo album and this is a this is a pretty new experience for me and i definitely enjoyed it it was it was a little it was different and i i felt like even listening through a couple of times i couldn't fully grasp all the things that they were trying to like throw at you but the timing of this album is like impeccable like it's pretty crazy how how relevant the themes in these songs are to everything that's happening today and with police brutality and the black lives matter movement so 
I think I think I always can enjoy socially aware uh, pieces of music. So I think that's pretty great. Definitely. There was a uh, one song on the album, uh, the Just featuring Pharrell Williams and Zach DeLaRocha. Uh, I'm not trying to be biased because uh, I don't know if you guys know who Zach DeLaRocha is, but he's the front man for Rage Against the Machine, right? He was like the, the rapper on the, in the band, but like he is so freaking cool and like everything he does is just amazing. But I'm not trying to be biased at all. That's definitely my favorite song, but the message of the song is just as cool as the rapping. Like... They, uh, Pharrell Williams has this, uh, really cool, really cool, uh, I would say chorus or hook. Well, it's kind of like a, yeah, it's like a chorus, but, um, actually it's, it's Killer Mike with the chorus. And he says, uh, look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar, right? And like, I first didn't, I didn't catch it. But then I thought about it. I'm like, yo, every single person on every single dollar bill is, was a slave master, right? It's like, it's like you almost can't run away from history, you know? And uh, even though they are important figures in history, especially the United States history, it's just something that you really just can't run away from, you know? Like, it, it's just, it'll always be there no matter who or what it is. It's just that a dark history of slavery. It's just it's gonna be embedded in uh, United States history, and I, you know something just a, a chorus like that, and other choruses and other lines that are socially aware, just make the album that much better, in my opinion. Yeah, but I didn't even think about that about the dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, crazy. That hits. Yeah, it flew over my head for a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, for this album, I really, I mean, you guys pretty much took all my words that I was going to say. I mean, it was really very relevant for the time, like scary relevant. Like, it's like they had it on the back burner almost. And like, they were just waiting for the perfect uh, time socially to drop it to where like it made the most sense. And what better time than now? My favorite, probably my favorite track was the intro, Yankee and the Brave. It was like, I feel like it was a crazy like one of the craziest intros i've heard in like a while like a lot of intros to albums are usually just cool or like okay tracks like just to get you started give you a taste of like what to expect and this one was very like um theatric like pablo said the whole album it feels like like a broadway play almost i feel like like they're taking on different roles in different songs like and one of them he's like a guy with a gun or something and he's like hiding from cops it's just like a lot of different roles i don't remember exactly what song yeah. but yeah, I got you. But, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure there was like other moments where it felt like they were changing characters. It literally mm-hmm. felt like a, a show, like a Broadway show, like a lot yeah. of you guys were saying. And then it's with cool. all the instruments, yeah, all the instruments in the background too. It just felt very like theatrical, like I was sitting in the theater. So that's it's definitely. Actually, mm-hmm. It's actually sick that you caught that, because I yeah. think I caught that too, because when I was mm-hmm. like looking at the lyrics. Yeah, it's, every song it's almost like they were playing like a different kind of person, mm-hmm. you know. But like they also were talking about themselves, but kind yeah. of like in a, in an exaggerated way, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it, that, that's actually a really cool catch. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So for that, I don't even remember my favorite tracks or, or least favorite because when I was listening to it, I think I was cleaning or something. So I just had the album on from start to finish. So all the tracks were like blended, blending together. But it just felt, I just remember feeling like, like I was in a play or something. So all tracks felt very like essential and needed. Like there wasn't a time where I felt like a track came on and I was like, this has nothing to do with the rest of like the subject matter. Definitely. Everything felt like connected. So that's what I liked. I'd give the album like, um, I'd give it an eight too. I feel like it's worthy of an eight. The same too. Um, I love the transitions on, on this album. Like they're, they're amazing. And you guys took my points about like how this album is very relevant to today. My favorite tracks on here were um, "Walking in the Snow." That was that was a really good track. "Just" and "Ooh La La." I, I really liked that song. That was that was really nice. Yeah. So Hector, what do you rate it, man? Uh, I'd give it a seven out of ten. That's fair. Because I mean, also you've you haven't listened to like any other run yeah. run the jewels stuff, right? Yeah. And it's also like. like it was kind of hard for me to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, but, like, after, like, I listened a, a couple of times more, I was like, okay, it's hitting me. Like, I get it now. But uh, I was going to give it initially a 7 out of 10. But also, I took into account uh, just how, like, uh, smart they were when creating this project and, like, the amount of effort. And I was like, you know what? Like, I can see how much time it took to create something like this you know because i mean it just even trying to create one of these songs must have been like a lot of work so mm. i was like you know it's deserving of an eight out of ten yeah i felt the same way i was i was inclined to give it like a six or seven just just for like the replay ability factor or like there's not necessarily a catchy hit song that i could see like you know being on the billboard or something but i feel like I just had to pay them for like their effort and like the time. It takes a. It's much easier to make like just a catchy hit song about like money or whatever, and like yeah. it's much easier to do that than it is to really um, get like socially conscious and sit down and think of a concept like this album was. So I feel like I had to pay them for that for the effort they put in for the score. I think another thing that's notable about this album is um, it's only thirty minutes long. About which yeah. ties into a lot of the other conversations that we've had in the past about album length and does it need to be that long? Does it need to have like 20 tracks to be good and a piece of work and to be something that, you know, you could tell took years to, you know, complete. Mm-hmm. And I mean, listening to this, you could tell like it's, it's quality, but it's mm-hmm. not super long. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a million tracks. Definitely. That's how I feel about it. Like, I think the length is perfect. I think every song is important to the overall message, like Samaj said, and there's no throwaway songs, like not one throwaway song. Yep. And how everything just went into each other so smoothly, it really just brings everything together. Just or like it's super complete. Like it's almost as complete as an album can get. Yep, I agree. So moving on to Flatbush Zombies EP, Now More Than Ever. Uh, I'll, I'll go first on my input on this. This one, to me, it's interesting. Uh, some of the tracks on this uh, album, pretty, it gave me like Rockhampton vibes a little bit. Um, I, I feel like they have more potential to be mainstream. 
I, I really enjoy listening to this. It quick listen to 20 minutes, six tracks. And it, it was honestly, it was fun. It was a joyride. Um, this one, I never got a chance to listen to a second time. So I didn't really, I wasn't really able to capture like a deep analysis, but I had fun listening to it. And like, I'd put this in like my playlist rotation. So Yeah. I, um, I, what are you going to rate it? Uh, I'll rate it. I'm going to rate it seven out of 10 also. Just because, again, I haven't listened to you know all their works. This was my first Flatbush Zombies uh, project, so I'm gonna have to get into yeah. that. More. And uh, as a Flatbush Zombies fan, uh, you won't be disappointed. Like this is kind of just like scratching the surface with what they can do. I mean, it's also just an EP, so it's not really like a a full length album. But if you go to their full length albums, like the most recent Vacation in Hell excellent stuff like they're so good and so talented um but uh real quick what i thought about the album uh i thought it was pretty okay for i mean the album ep i thought it was pretty okay for an ep like you know it's nothing crazy um the production is clean uh, it's very fitting of their style kind of like wacky you know since all three of the flatbush zombie members kind of sound differently and they've voice themselves differently so it's kind of hard to put them all under one song but they do a good job uh uh also i feel like that's another big reason why a lot of people like them because same reason how you were saying like brock hampton it's just so different you know like you can expect something different out of every song uh but they all have really good uh they all have really good flows uh the bars are nice they're all unique and well-written. Uh, all three of the members did really well. Um, but when it comes to like individual verses, I think the best went to Michi Darko and then Eric the Artica, Artica, Art, <laughs> Architect and then Zombie Juice, like in that order. So Michi was the best, then Eric, and then Zombie Juice. Uh, the features were really good. Uh, it was, there was only one feature, the Sophie Faith feature. but she did really well. It was okay. I mean, like, the whole song, it was, it was good, you know, but it was, like, it was all right. Uh, it was a solid six-track EP. Like, this is what you, I, I kind of expected it to be like this. Nothing, like, groundbreaking, just a collection of songs. Uh, my favorites were Dirty Elevator Music and When I'm Gone featuring Sophie Faith, and I had no least favorites. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to rate it. Uh, seven out of ten. And the one word is that I would use for it is fun, because it was a fun listen. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with that fun listen. I feel like the appeal from them is the chemistry that they have. I really like how it feels. I talked about this before when I could tell when a song, when somebody's when like there's more than one person on a song, I could tell when that person just sent their voice in like over a text. And then when they were actually both in the studio, like vibing, coming up with ideas together and like collaborating in that way. Yeah. And, and you could, de you definitely get that vibe throughout this whole Flabba Zombies project that they're, you could tell that like they're friends, like all of them are obviously really good, close friends and they're always in like the studio together. It's not like, cause I know some groups like, uh, Ray Shremert. I know, yeah. I, I think that Sway Lee mentioned in like once that they're, they're not, they're never even in the studio together when they make songs. They just do it like over text and stuff. And I definitely yeah. see, and you could almost feel the difference like with chemistry with the ad-libs in the background. I'm saying like, like a lot too. 
<laughs> but um, I definitely just feel the chemistry on the songs. It feels a lot of fun. It just sounds like like friends in the studio, really talented friends in the studio, just making music together and having a good time. So I definitely. enjoy that aspect of the project and the different inflections and they're different voices too. So like some of them, one of them has like a deep voice. I don't know who's who just yet, but I know one of them has a deeper voice. One of them has like high pitch, high pitch inflection. Yeah. And they're all over the place, yeah. and it just makes for quality music all around. I'm pretty sure I added the whole EP to to my playlist, and it was a really fun listen too. I'd give it a solid six and a half out of ten. Like, I really like this album or this EP. Um, it was great. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of wanted more tracks. I feel like that that could have lift up my score a little bit more that I gave them. I gave them a seven out of ten. Um, my favorite tracks were "When I'm Gone," "I'm a Legend," and "Blessings." Mm-hmm. All right, that's gonna be it for our album reviews for this week. And now we're gonna get straight into it. So considering these are both underground hip-hop artists or groups and underground hip-hop projects, I think it's important to consider what is underground and what separates it from mainstream and what, it's, what is its appeal. Mm. So, okay. yeah, anybody want to begin? I'll start. I'll start. Okay, cool. So uh, while doing some research, I kind of came to a good conclusion of what underground music is. Um, so I think a huge misconception is that underground music is not popular music. And I think that's wrong. I think there is a lot of underground music that is popular, but I feel like the whole concept of underground music is to make music that is a way or like to make music that is opposed to mainstream music. So it doesn't have to be unpopular as long as the idea of it is to oppose mainstream music then that that's underground music right so for example um one of my favorite artists of the past uh decade uh jpeg mafia he is a underground rapper but he is extremely popular but i was i would consider him underground because he never makes anything for the mainstream and he's always constantly talking about you know opposing mainstream music and just his method his method of making music is like anti-mainstream basically you know like everything about him is anti-mainstream now he's not unpopular though he just he's super anti-mainstream and i feel that's what makes him underground and uh same thing with run the jewels like lp He's ha- uh, the one of the members of Run the Jewel, Run the Jewels. He's like an underground legend in rap, like absolute legend. Like the dude is has some of the best like underground rap songs ever, but like not a lot of people know him in the mainstream because of what he raps about or like who he presents himself as because he's anti-mainstream. That's just how it is, you know. So I think it's more of like the concept rather than the popularity. Okay, so I have a question then. So would you consider, because based on that definition, when you were talking about it, 
I was start. I was kind of thinking of Kanye in a little bit. So would you consider Kanye underground? Why or why not? Of course not. <laughs> I would not consider Kanye underground. Well, because even though, well, I feel like this is the thing though. It depends, because mm-hmm. Kanye for most of his career, I don't think he was anti-mainstream. I just think he had like his own like message. And he just okay. happened to make really good music, right? I feel like the only time where he was anti-mainstream was in uh, Yeezus. And Yeezus, it's obvious because Yeezus, right, was mm-hmm. and is a, a masterpiece, right? But it's a, a lot of people don't like it for several reasons. But a lot of people think it's a masterpiece. And I think that's like only the only Kanye album that I would consider underground. Because okay. it's really, it really is like an underground masterpiece. Okay, so like his his controversial beliefs and stuff, you wouldn't consider that anti-mainstream. No, because I feel like he does it for that reason to be mainstream. Kanye, okay. as much as like I, I as much as I don't want to say this, and Kanye is my favorite artist of all time, but um, I feel like a lot of the stuff that he does is for publicity, and he's yeah. been known to do things like that ever since he started music. So okay. that's that's just you know it's it's just the harsh truth. That's mm-hmm. just who he is. So I feel like for his his sole purpose was to become popular by saying controversial things or to keep his name alive. Then that's mainstream. Okay. Okay. So you definitely acknowledge the intentions behind it too. Yeah. But, so I feel yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the it's all about intentions in my opinion. That's what that's kind of what the whole thing was about intentions. Like what do they intend? to do with the music that they create, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's actually makes, knowing that definition now is, makes it pretty interesting because uh, I think the big misconception is like the popularity thing. So somebody would consider like a young up and coming artist that not a lot of people know about, but like he's, but he talks about a lot of mainstream topics and he clearly wants to get famous. And mm-hmm. like people would probably consider someone like that underground. Like, oh yeah, not a lot of people know about him. This is like underground music. But you know, but if he shares a lot of the same mainstream t- subject matter, and he's he's clearly trying to get mainstream, we can't call that underground. Definitely. So that's definitely interesting. And I think the appeal for underground just pretty much goes with the definition. Like it's just different from mainstream. You know, you can you can only listen to so much, you know, lean and drugs and and women before you're like, okay, is is there anything else to listen to? <laughs> so I definitely think that's where the appeal comes from. It's as simple as that. I think another part of underground hip hop is just at the you know production level, mm-hmm. the lack, the use or lack thereof of mainstream elements in hip hop music. Right. For example, yep. I think a good example of someone who can definitely be considered like an underground hip hop artist was Lil Peep, because Lil Peep, like w- when you listen to his music, there's really it's kind of hard to compare it to. Uh, anything else and he he was popular he was pretty popular for what he was but and he was like borderline mainstream and i think his death kind of pushed him over for a bit but at the end of the day when you listen to his music and the style and the fact that it's like this combination of hip-hop punk and rock and all these different elements like it's definitely just not it's not for everyone it wasn't made to be mainstream it was just i'm making music because this is what i enjoy and I know there's a group of people who are going to enjoy just as much as I will. So I yeah. just the fact of being different enough in the style of music that you're making and, 
you know, the lack of a care for being mainstream and who's listening and more just making it for the for just for making it for the art. I think that also exactly exactly so now exactly it's literally just the intention behind your music like do you want it to become a hit or do you want it just to be like do you want people to like it for what it is right interesting so so even if let's say Lil Peep was received mainstream popularity he'd still be considered underground I think so it depends on his on the intentions you know like because yeah like because you could be popular but if you don't intend to become a mainstream artist and your music shows that then why why is it mainstream you know well at the same time though because i think that i think there's definitely people who that just unintentionally happens to like there's definitely artists who you know, the, 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 let's say the first people who, you know, started out like in the rap scene in the Bronx, right? I'm sure they weren't thinking that, you know, they were going to blow up like they did. <laughs> like, of course. I, I feel like in like when a niche grows into the mainstream, most yeah. of the time it's unintentional. Uh-huh. So it's like a transformation from underground to mainstream. So now, I, I just think that there's like different like, you know, elements to it. Like it, it can definitely vary. I 100% agree mm-hmm. with you. But so I then, think yeah, that, like, those those individual artists, I feel like they have that one song and then they kind of just drift away, mm. you know, and they go back to their to the state that they were before they hit that one song. And, you know, I was going to talk about this in like the question, like, does it take a number one hit to become a mainstream artist? Right. I mean, I might mm-hmm. as well say it now. Um, but like. No, like, I don't think it takes a number one hit to become a mainstream artist. I think. A mainstream artist is when you is again the intention like do you want to make music for the masses where like literally millions of people can like enjoy it no matter what it is or do you want to make it with intention of it relating to like you know only a certain group of people so i I feel like it's just it's just the artists themselves like what they want to be because you know just one number one hit song i don't think it's gonna yeah, like again, okay, perfect example of this. Little Nas X, right? He literally has like what, like two or three hits, right? Two or three hits. Mm. Now that's it. Like he has a whole like album, but like it's really not. It's nothing but two or three hits on the radio, right? For like a year, he was dominating. Like those those couple of months, like literally, you could even argue the the, the entirety of twenty nineteen. I, I, like, I still think, like, he's a mainstream artist just because of, like, those songs, right? No, even if, like, it's so, uh, even though, even if it's so different and so, like, out there, blah, 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 his intention was to make this giant stir in the music game with, like, oh, this rap uh, country type thing, right? And to become big. So, like, even with those three songs, like, he's mainstream. Like, boom. Right? Like, that's it. He's mainstream. But, like, I feel like if, let's just say a, a, an artist, like, I'm going to just use Little Peep, because Hector was just talking about Little Peep. If Little Peep had one big song that made it to the radio, I don't think he would be mainstream, because Little Peep's subject matter and his music and the way I feel like he intends his music to be listened to, I think is anti-mainstream. 
you know? Mm. Okay. So, I guess my thing now is, do you think that people, so let's say, um, let's say I'm an underground artist, like, that's making anti-mainstream music, that's, like, going against the grain type of thing, like a little peep. So you don't think one of his attempts, one of his intentions is to make his niche of music mainstream, like over overtake the mainstream scene with like his style of music. No, because okay. I feel like if you make anti-mainstream music, why would you want your music to become mainstream? You know, because then that's that defeats because... the whole purpose. No, mm-hmm. no, but there's a difference between being popular and being mainstream. Yeah, that's true. Okay, you see, that's yeah, that's the part where yeah, there's oh, yeah. a difference. Okay. Because so mainstream, mainstream is generic. Mainstream is okay. just anything that like anybody can listen to without a problem. Popular is could be something that's not mainstream but still be liked by a lot of people. You know. So okay. that's what I think about it. Yeah, it's it's really some psychological yeah. stuff too. Because there's also the element where it's like main, what is considered mainstream is controlled by people. Like at the end of the day. Because True. you could think of someone like someone like Drake, okay, who's you know one of the biggest artists right now. Everything everything he comes out with is considered mainstream <laughs> because of his fan base. His fan base is so huge, and that his name is so like household in the music world that mm-hmm. any weird thing that he tries, it doesn't matter. He's still mainstream just mm-hmm. because of his status. So hmm. even when you think of it, you know, where he's trying to put that UK stuff in there, or you know, that Jamaican stuff, like it doesn't matter because he's still he's still gonna be mainstream no matter what. And other yep. people will take those elements that he's using to further their own careers and be like, okay, yo, this is what's hot right now. Let me get on this too. Definitely, I definitely. And Drake is such a big and the most obvious example of like mainstream. And no matter what he releases. I mean, I remember when More Life came out, and that one song uh, that was like Hermes Link, Ice Blue Mink, mm. like that one, right? Like I, re- I heard that on the radio. I forgot what that song. I think it's like ugh, something like Galchester. Ugh, was it Galchester? I don't know. Um, I might be a different one. No, Galchester was a different one. It was uh, KMT. No, no, no. Was it KMT? No, it was Galchester. Oh, it was Galchester. Yeah, it was Galchester. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like the one for like the meme now. That's like, what's that? Facts? Like that one? Yeah. <laughs> Galchester. Galchester. I remember listening to Galchester, and it came on the radio, and I don't even think the people who put that on the radio even liked it or like even cared <laughs> about what he was saying because it was so like it's like it's whatever. It's Drake. Just put it on, right? Like, you might as well put on UK rap, but, like, obviously, they're not going to put on UK rap. They're going to put on Drake. Yeah. Exactly. It's just, that's just his his name is so big and so important. Like, dude, no matter what it is, like, that man, dude, Drake is literally a, a walking bank. <laughs> dude can make anything, and it's a number one hit. Like, it's ridiculous. I I can't believe it. How he how he's able to do that? Imagine having that much power. Like, imagine <laughs> what you could do with that much power. Dude walks around, and anything he releases is a number one hit. I think when you get to that point, though, mainstream, like for you, that no longer is a choice. You, no that's that is now 
that is who you are. You're forever going to be remembered as one of the biggest artists of this time period. There's no escaping it, no matter what you try to do. Yep. And that's not a bad thing. It now, isn't exactly. Bad thing. No. Mainstream does not equal not great. I mean, like, let's take a look at Michael Jackson, who is one of the biggest artists of all time, if not the biggest. And he was definitely mainstream ever since he was a kid. But guess what? That doesn't mean that he's not a great artist. Michael Jackson is one of the greatest artists of all time. You can say that with Drake. Drake is extremely popular, the most popular artist, I would argue, out right now. But that doesn't mean he's bad just because he's mainstream. I think it's one of the more negative uh, parts of you know, the difference between mainstream and underground. Mainstream, uh, the mainstream music of a time period is what's going to be remembered over time. Like 20 years from now, we're going to be like, yo, you know, Drake was big. Like, yo, Travis Scott was huge. They, yeah. defi- they defined our generation. They defined our, you know, teen years and early 20s and stuff like that. Underground may not be remembered at all it may just be like oh like it's gonna it's definitely a very niche community mm-hmm. mm. like and if you're not really into that community then even you'll forget it. like i'm sure like personally not really being into artists like from that you know came out with the products that we've listened to or talked about today i'm not i'm to be honest it's not gonna be memorable to me like years from now 100 percent. yeah that's mm-hmm. just how it is that's like the sad truth yeah I agree with that. Like, even yeah. though um, I, as much as I love, like, my underground artists and stuff, and, you know, some of my favorite artists right now are underground artists, I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to remember more Drake songs at the end of the day than I am underground songs. Yeah. You know? And yeah. It's just, I mean, as much as, it's not like I'm going to completely forget underground music. I'm not. But, like, I feel like it's just, that, that's how it is at the end of the day, you know? That's how it is. Yeah. So, uh, just another question. Uh, I mean, we kind of hit everything. <laughs> like, we kind of went over all the points already. But, um, what are some artists that you believe are mainstream? but could see being successful as, like, an underground artist? Uh, I kind of gave my answer away, but Kanye, <laughs> I think. Because mm. I think he's just, uh, like, some of his... Because it was still hard... Like, I understand that mainstream is... So the people control mainstream, right? So yeah. does that mean that the artists that make mainstream music are trying to appeal to the people, the large number of people? Is that, is that what that means? I, I, I like think so. Yeah. It's like the intention, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Because, like, I feel, I don't know. I still, I still feel like, like, Kanye's also one of my favorite artists, right? And I feel like when he makes a music, music or puts something out, he just knows, I guess it's his status then that makes him mainstream. But I don't, th- I don't think he's trying, like, he's trying to almost oppose, you know, mainstream beliefs. But to make him mainstream, that was your point. Like he's opposing yeah. the beliefs that okay, like I feel like he's then then he's like a cheat code to it because it's like he's opposing like the typical mainstream artist would like agree with mainstream beliefs for popularity. So yeah. is he like a cheat code where he can oppose them and get that same popularity? I feel like he is almost like a cheat code. 
Like you're right oh, yeah. about that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to say it like that, then yeah, Kanye is definitely a cheat code. Because then also I feel like his production is almost I w- I don't know if I would say anti-mainstream, but it's definitely not typical like mainstream, you know, music. Like he definitely uses unique. No, definitely not. It's and like left field unique. And that's the thing. I listen. Kanye mm-hmm. is not mainstream. He's Kanye not. Kanye is popular. I just came to this conclusion. Kanye is not mainstream. Damn, bro. I, t- I just came to this conclusion. Kanye is not mainstream. Kanye is popular. How? When has Kanye... No, listen, listen. Okay, Chris, Chris. I, I know you weren't here because your microphone wasn't working. But we differ- this is how we're differentiating mainstream between popular, right? Mainstream is the intention to get your music to be listened to by the masses, right? Mm-hmm. And okay. underground music, right? I'm not saying Kanye is like underground. Right, yeah. underground music is music that is anti-mainstream. Right, that just you don't care about the people that the amount of people that listen to it necessarily, or like the amount of people like like your main goal isn't to get a large audience. Your main goal is to release music and have people like it. Right, no matter okay. the audience. Right, so there's a difference between mainstream and there's a difference between being popular. Mainstream is again the intention behind wanting to get people to listen to your music popular is just by chance a lot of people like your music right and the that and there's a pattern with mainstream and that's why it relates to it being bad because whatever the masses like other people copy in order to become mainstream right okay mm-hmm. now kanye since when has kanye released anything that sounds like any like what anybody else has done <laughs> never Another. right okay that's so true. Kanye is not mainstream. He doesn't follow what other artists do in order to get listens. Kanye follows what he does, and he gets listens. So I rest my case. Kanye's not mainstream. <laughs> so if he's, he's not popular, mainstream, he's not underground. So there's another there's another lane he's, where you can just be popular. He's just popular. <laughs> he's just popular, man. I don't so know. So that a whole other lane, or or, does, or only Kanye is in that lane. I, he's just too legendary. I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to consider him mainstream because, mm-hmm. dude, since when was the last time have you heard a Kanye song on the radio that wasn't power? <laughs> Tell me I'm mean, wrong. I think I heard Power Touch My Hands a while back. Maybe. On the radio? Yo, on the radio? Really? I, I heard, I heard um, right? some, some of his songs from, you know, Jesus is King on K-Love. So. <laughs> oh, wow. They really played that? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I know. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Wait, what songs? The Chick Fil uh, Chick Fil A one. Yeah, the Chick Fil A one. Uh huh. Oh no one. way. Like one of the more gospel ones, but no, yeah, I'm serious. Wow. I'm not even joking. Wow. Um, I'm not... Yeah, I swear, I'm not joking. Wow. I swear. That's insane. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. Bro, who's like, who's choosing these songs? Like, do they think that's a genuine, like, Christian worship song? Well, to Kanye it is. Kanye, dude. Well, I mean, so much, so much. Kanye has been going, touring with his Mm -hmm. choir, with his church choir. Yeah. He's like, he's a genuine Christian now. Like, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. as much as, like, I want to joke about it, like, he's taking his religion seriously, right? So, even though I think it's funny, I'm not surprised (laughs) that it's on Caleb, you know? Because like, if he's serious about it, then then the music is serious, you know. I just feel like some of the like his lyrics and on that album, 
You could definitely, definitely tell he's yeah. like you definitely you could definitely tell he's Christian and has like good intentions, but he definitely seems like confused. Like it's not like a yeah. focus it's not a focused worship song. There's gonna be there's lines in that song where he's definitely confused on his religion, like beliefs. 100%. Yo, yeah, don't 100%. ask me why I know this, but there was an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians where Kanye was telling Kim to stop wearing revealing clothes. Oh, I saw that, yeah. He was wear yeah I saw that. The Met Gala. And she yeah, I saw that. And she was like, well, what is wrong with you? Like, all of a sudden, now you're trying to infringe your beliefs on me. <laughs> I was just like... Yeah, I, I, I okay. saw a clip of that. I saw a clip yeah, of that. Yeah, me too. I saw a clip of that. I mean, I, I feel like he can't do that because he knows why she's famous. Like, that's yeah. literally what makes Yo, it. Facts. Yeah, facts. that's true. That's true. Like, it's not like she's some, she's some crazy rapper, female rapper or something. Nah, like, Kim is famous <laughs> for one reason and one reason only. <laughs> to wear those really <laughs> clothes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Damn, but uh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, to ask that real quick, I have a uh-huh. question. Because uh, before I got cut off by the microphone, did you catch it? Did you catch my question or no? No. 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 Oh, okay. All right. So I, I was saying like before I did research about underground, I was like I, I was thinking about 2015, you know, with the SoundCloud rappers and stuff like that. Before Uzi like became mainstream, would you say Uzi was underground technically back yeah. in 2015? No. No, no I thought he was trying to. Yeah, it was. I feel like I've I've seen early Uzi interviews where he wanted to make money and be famous. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure that was his intention behind making music. Yep, it's the it's all about the intention. Now that's how that's my full belief on mainstream. If you intend to become popular and make lots of money off of a, a mass amount of people listening to your music, mm. then you are a mainstream artist. No matter at what level of popularity, you are a mainstream. I, see, but. Then I feel like I feel like early Kanye, he wanted to he wanted to be have money and make popular, but he wanted to force you to listen to what he made. He didn't want to like give you what you wanted. So now you could say that, but the thing is with Kanye though, it's just Kanye was because uh, there's different levels to mainstream too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's not it's it the big part of it is the intention, but it's also like the sound too. You know, like the okay. sound sounds aren't unique in mainstream and we know this right okay. like they're, they're just not it's a lot of the same instruments and like things used in music for it to sound the same so that a lot of people can like it now kanye Ooh. like ever since the beginning like he was always like different right okay. he's always his production was always different his rapping his cadence like everything he did was always different and even though he did i'm sure he did want to make he did want to be popular and make money but he didn't follow others to do that, right? He did it his own way. Okay. So there's two. So there's more criteria than to being mainstream. It's not well, the intention. Think, think about it like this, like, right? Think about the name mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. It's a stream. So think about like a river, right? <laughs> okay. And so you're following others down the river, right? You're taking yeah. the, you're, you're following others in the same current. So it's just like everybody's following their own not their own but everybody's following like each other in like one giant stream right and okay. it's like the mainstream right now mm-hmm. think about other streams besides that stream and those are those the popular artists like kanye who are also going the same direction to popularity but are taking their own stream not the mainstream right i feel like that didn't make any sense but it made sense in my head <laughs> no, I got. I definitely got the the whole river thing. 
So it kind of, see, that's a nice way to paint the picture for, like, those who don't understand and stuff. Um, but still, like, mainstream and underground music, like, I feel like nowadays, it's, it's becoming a, a lot more thinner. It's a more thinner line because of technology, because of streaming. Like, you can, call, you can call anybody, just because you can call someone, like, I don't know, like, who's popular in the mainstream, in, um, in um, underground right now, like, examples. JPEG Mafia. Okay. See him. He, he, um, what, you, how many streams do you say he gets, like, monthly? Or Millions. Like, okay. How come you don't consider that mainstream? Like, if you're talking about by numbers. Because... Because it's just, you're, you're just focusing well, on Well, because it's not, it's not about numbers. Okay. It's about intention. And okay. it's, about, it's about how you want... How, what you want your music to be, right? Because you could pull numbers, and again, that's the difference between popularity and mainstream. You could pull numbers and still be considered underground, because JPEG Mafia is anti-mainstream. Hmm. Like, everything he does is anti-mainstream. Even the way he produces his music, he uses his own... He uses things from real life to produce music, right? Like, if he needs a, a certain sound in his music, he will clap. Or if he needs a certain, like, tick or, like, a certain drum... He will make it with his hands, right? And then he produces it into the music. That's anti-mainstream. Mainstream is the same, you know, uh, 808s and the same, like, all that stuff and the same drum beats, you know? So, it's just different lyrics. Mm -hmm. So yeah. is Tyler the Creator, is that underground or is he in the same lane as Kanye where he's just popular? Same lane as Kanye. Not underground. He's extremely popular, but he's just, he, he's extremely popular, but he's doing it his own way. He has his own methods of gaining mm. popularity and making good music. But do you think that's his, his intention is to gain popularity? I don't think I, so. I, I don't it. think so. I don't so think so. Does that I make him think... underground? So is he the king of underground? Nah. Because I don't consider him underground either. Why not? Because, damn, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't consider him underground. Because underground, I feel like it's just... There's a certain, I, I still haven't thought of it yet, but there's like a certain charm that underground rappers have that okay. popular rappers like don't have. Like, ah, shoot. It's just, <laughs> it's such a fine line, you know, between, I mean, would I consider him an underground? Nah, just nah. I can't name the reason why, but I just can't put Tyler underground, you know? I feel like he's not, because he's not anti mainstream. I just oh. think he does things his own way. I guess, okay, I guess that's fair considering, like, he rebranded himself. Yeah. Um, so I think his new rebranding is not anti-mainstream because he still follows, like, themes of love and, and that type of thing. Which yeah, I mean, exactly. The old title the creator was definitely uh, underground. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like the Goblin. Yeah, yeah ba Goblin, Bastard, like, that was underground. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like, that's like the that's Odd Future, Odd Future were running underground. Oh yeah, like, they were the kings of underground. They were, yeah, they were running underground, and now I feel like Tyler has be has passed underground, but he's not mainstream. You know, he's still unique, and he still does things his own way. What about Frank Ocean? Oh, <laughs> nah, yo, <you're laughs> nah, nah, I can't put Frank in. Nah, nah, nah I can't. Not underground. He's not mainstream. He's not underground. He's his. He's not mainstream. Definitely, he's not <laughs> so what? Like, you need to make a category for that. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I popular? Don't, like, popular. 
So popular is the third category? Popular, yeah. Mainstream, underground, popular. <laughs> <They're> so, like, <laughs> like the, the lines between all those three are so blurred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it, dude, and that's the thing, man. And that's why music is so great. Because yeah. honestly, it's just about the feeling. You can never write any, when, any, anything that comes to music. Like You can never write it down. You can never have laws in music. Uh-huh. It's just so diverse and so, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's, yeah. It's know? similar to when we have the genres conversation. Like, yeah. You, there's certain things you just can't really define. True. Uh, and is Earl Sweatshirt, is he under, underground? Is yes. who? Yes. Is who? Uh, Earl, Earl Sweatshirt? Oh, yeah. 100%. Earl is not at the level where uh, uh, Tyler's at. Yeah, nowhere near, or, or even Frank, or I'd say he's the no. third most popular on Future Member, but he's uh-huh. they're way below, way behind. So Frank and yeah, yeah. I feel, especially ever since uh, his newest uh, album, feed, uh, some rap songs or feet of clay, some rap song. No, no, no if, I think feet of clay. Uh, feet of new, clay was like, uh, I think that was an EP. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. So I, I think, his some rap songs, some rap songs is super mm-hmm. anti-mainstream. Yeah, super I, anti-mainstream. <laughs> I actually Dude, heard that. Yeah, what? There's not a single bass. Uh, there's not a single 808 <laughs> in the album. Yeah. Like, at all. Like, it's just drums, and it's just lyrics, and mm-hmm. just, like, uh, melodies and stuff like that. Like, no 808. I think like, some songs... How? Song, how? <laughs> some songs of the album is literally just sample. Like, it's just a sample, and he raps over yeah. a sample. Like, there's nothing yeah, else. exactly. Nothing else. <laughs> like, maybe just or, a like, slight drum minimal. pattern, but, like, that's it. Yeah, so like minimal. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I actually saw an interview or something recently where apparently he just got out of like this contract with like a record label, so now he's definitely like he's he he said that he's making music now. So Fida Clay and some rap songs are his first uh projects outside of that contract. So he said he feels uh, free to make like the music he wants. So he's he definitely wants to be like underground. Yeah, I enjoyed some rap songs, and I like the mm-hmm. direction that he's going. Fida Clay, I felt more just like a, it was like super experimental, like yeah. too experimental. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, but um, I liked some rap songs. I like that direction that he's going because it's very, it's very deep, super deep. It's super like personal. Yeah. It's just it's different, and it's I don't like, feel like yeah he doesn't have to follow the the direction that Tyler or Frank is going at. Like he could pave his own legacy, path his own, definitely. pave, pave his he, own legacy. He definitely has like a unique uh, style. Yeah, East oh, yeah. is definitely not mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, East is uh, East is uh, oh, East. Yeah. What a song. Oh my! I think that was almost like a big middle finger to like yeah. every other artist to be honest yeah. like i think that song is just a giant middle finger to to probably even like the record label that he just dropped yeah like, to be honest i know it's so there's something i don't like east but there's something charming about it yeah, yeah. that's all the time we have today Thank you, everyone, for listening in to Chris Akashkas, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.